because they had 141,000 to replace the universal joints, and after the tide, just put the shaft back. Never even changed. It's amazing. It really is. I thank the Lord has really had mercy and helped me uh, along the way. He's been great. I, I just rolled up 143,400 uh, miles on it and just made a 2,000-mile round. It did not use any oil, Wayne. It's just out of the ordinary. It did use no oil. And, and a broke speed in retirement, too. Well, it's gone. Just to get around the truck, you know. I had to. <laughs> you haven't got so tight you can't drink a drink of water out of a city fountain without wanting to pay the city for it, have you? There's a lot of difference in gospel preaching and in you indoors. You're going to be into it enough at the judgment if you don't want to obey that book. Amen. I don't blame nobody. I never blame nobody if I don't preach and lots of times I just, just preach as dry, and I just dread long, dry preaching. I've done some of it, but I just dread it. I dread it. Uh, we're going to preach on a very simple thought tonight. I've been praying for you. I don't know just what you do need. Last night I, I preached on something I never had talked on before. Uh, just like that, the Lord dealt with me a while back on... This man received sinners whosoever. The Pharisees didn't like that. They didn't like that a bit. And you know, he never even bawled that woman out that they brought before him caught in the very act of adultery. In fact, what he did was rebuke them. And then he said, Woman, where art thine accuser? She said, Master, I have none. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Didn't he ask her to join the church to sign a book or be baptized in water even? And I'm going to tell you something that's not in the Bible. When you get to heaven, you ask God if I'm right about her. You can ask him before you go if you want to. But that old girl went down the road and she told people about that for years. And when she was an older woman, she told of that man called Jesus. Aren't you glad he's not telling all you did? This man receiveth sinners. Thank God. I didn't get through with it. I made preaching again. I preached on the same text four times in one revival, four nights straight. Took it that long to soak in. I just ain't got much confidence in folks' religion that works like a thermostat. Great God have mercy. <laughs> Amen. This man receiveth sinners. Amen. If he'd have been a prophet, he would have known what manner of woman that is that washes his feet with tears and wipes them with the hairs of her head. He knew what kind of woman she was. He said, her sins which are many are forgiven. You, did, you didn't set no pan of water out for me to wash my feet in when I come. You didn't give me no kiss. This woman hath not ceased to wash my feet with tears and wipe them with the hairs of her head. Kissed his feet. This man receiveth sinners. I'd, I'd sing my special if you'd ask me to. Thank you. King Jesus was walking through the land. On his way he got weary. 
with his disciples, the gospel of man stopped at the well of Samaria. I can't help it. I just feel religious. <laughs> I got to turn it on. I was 61 three days ago. Don't look into it. Don't matter. I've got to turn it on. I'm running down the backside, and I know it, and I'm serious about it. Got everything I got in this. Sat down on that well because he's tired and because that Samaritan woman was coming out there. He didn't preach like I do. I'd have probably lined her up on all them men. Never said hardly anything about it. This man received the sinners. We'd have told her how she was wrapped up in adultery for sure. He didn't even mention it. And if I understand the Bible, she got old-time religion. She got salvation. She got saved. Run back to town witnessing about it. Apostle Paul was arresting the church members, making havoc of the church, tying up the prayer meeting, having them thrown in jail. God shined his big light right down on him. Said it's hard for you to kick against a prick. You know what some folks is into? They need to wake up. They're going to keep feeling bad as long as you keep kicking. You don't get nowhere kicking against the Lord. No, sir. You resist God and reject God and won't obey God and won't let God help you. You fix and get into it. Amen. Well, he saved him. And when Paul witnessed about it, he said, he, he came to the world to save sinners of whom I'm chief. Had a whole outfit. Had a whole bunch. I want to talk a while about three women and four boys tonight, three mothers and four sons. That's what I'm going to talk a while about. It won't be great. I never have preached great. I meant to, but I never have. That's one thing the Lord's never told me. He's never told me I preached good. I'm glad you did. Probably went under time or two if you hadn't, but he's never told me that. Anything I've ever heard from, from heaven concerning my work is said for their own. For their own. We're going to have a celebration. We're going to have a mad supper. We're going to have a big get-together. They're going to come from the east and the west, the north and the south. Great God, Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac will be there. We're fixing to have one. I want to be in that number. We're going to pray for somebody before we try to preach a while. I don't want to worry you now. Uh, but uh, we'll try to help if we can. I don't always help people. I meant to. I don't blame nobody. But look, I talked to Irene Utter a while ago. And Irene told me she'd just been back to Kansas City. I hadn't heard about that. Had surgery up there. They found cancer again. Down to the 11th vertebrae in her back, they found cancer there. They're going to do radiation in a few days on that. Well, that's the way it started on wife's sister. Bunning up all her things and running up for her children's that so she'd be next to her children. I don't blame her for that far as I. She said, Brother Mo, my nurse had just shot on me. Said, said, that cancer in the bone said this. Well, it's just one person can do anything about that cancer in the bone. They ain't been able to handle that. And I'm going to ask you now, this is Jeff Utter's wife, and she's pulling up stakes, moving to Kansas City, trying to get with her children so she can have help. Let's pray for everybody. Dear Lord, have
was over in Citronelle, Alabama, in a meeting about a year ago, and there's a mother there, had a bad leg on her, and she'd had that bad leg 60 years, raised 10 children. And in the meeting, we prayed for her. We didn't get healing for her, we just prayed for her. And uh, after I left, that, that, that mother, of course, come there all them years, and they prayed for her, and Brother Bill Watson went out to church, laid on his stomach, laid on his back, laid on his side, knelt on his knees for days on end. Just every day he'd go out there and pray for that mother. In that church, she'd been there ever since it started, raised ten children, washed the dishes at the sink, was her knee up on a chair. That leg hurt every day of her life, that leg hurt. I got over to Gilbertown, Alabama, camp meeting, uh, preaching, and and they, and they had little old mic fixed to me you could run around with. It didn't have no cord to it. It's amazing. You can't hardly believe it. But anyhow, they did. And, and somebody whispered to me and said, Brother Moore, God has healed Sister Robinson. God has healed. You hear me talking? God has healed her. I said, what? They said, that's right. Old Brother Bill just kept praying and knocking on the door and asking God why that mother wasn't healed after being faithful in that church ever since it was built, raising all them singing children. And you know, I run back in the audience, and there she said, an old gray-headed mother, a modest woman, wouldn't talk on one of these, scared to. No, sister, I said, you got to. I want you to talk into this and tell people what God done for you. She said, after 60 years of suffering, God has healed me, and it don't hurt no more. How about that? About <laughs> time you think you hear somebody got something God ain't never healed them of, here God let one run 60 years, everybody fine there. Lord, how she hurt. Said it don't hurt no more. In the Bible, the book, the Bible, 1 Kings, the 17th chapter and the 8th verse, everybody's heard this. Where the Lord came unto you, that's what you don't get much of anymore. I wish we could get more of that. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Your Lord just used to talk to people. Just tell them things. Told Elijah, Arise and get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I've commanded the widow woman there to sustain thee. Take care of you. Keep you. Wouldn't have been easy to do. Man of God don't aim to go stay with a weary woman. I cannot change what the Bible says. He said, I've commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. He arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I may drink. Did you ever notice God's timing and how he does things? Me and I was in a meeting in Arkansas years ago, and hey, there's a young lady down there visiting the meeting from the Blanchard Church, and uh, she had to go back home. And me and I were going to take her to Fort Smith, Arkansas, to put her on the bus from Glenwood so she'd go back home. And uh, I drove through them mountains. seemed like there's something just urging me on. I was really driving through them mountains. And I run up to the bus station in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and there sat a bus with the engine running and the door shut. I run inside and bought a ticket, and the fellow said, the bus is sitting there at the curb. They run out there and get in it. Went out there, and the door opened, and that old boy looked out and said, get in here, young lady. I said, I'm late now. I've been waiting on you. 
Never seen her in his life. Didn't know her. I thought the Lord is in. Got in. That's the last one got in. Shut the door and left. I thought the Lord is in. God had this time just right. This little woman was out at the gate. Uh, uh, gathering a few sticks at the gate of the city. And Elijah come up at the, at the right time. And uh, he said, I, I tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to bring me a drink of water. And as she was going to fetch it, he called her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand. Now, I don't know whether she identified him or not, but he was known in the country. He wasn't a beautiful man to look at from the description I found out about him, but he was apt to be recognized because of the way he did look. And when she went to get water, he said, Bring me a little bit to eat when you come back. Well, now it's a famine. And he's the one that shut up the heaven for three years and six months himself with his praying. His praying's what got him into it. That's what got him out of it. You know what? Praying needs to get some folks into it so they can get out of it. They need to go to praying again. There ain't no church going to be spiritual over a few weeks at a time. If they quit praying, they go. Guess what? They can't get along with each other. Don't like nothing the pastor preaches. Don't hardly feel like paying tithes. You take a church stirred up real good and living good for the Lord and obeying God, doing what God said, they want to give. They want to pray. They don't mind sacrificing a little. Just get hold up. I'll talk a while about these women and these boys tonight. Well, she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. Behold, I'm gathering two sticks. Then I used to build a bonfire. Because we just got a little dab of stuff. Wasn't too much faith in this. One more meal won't take but two sticks to make this. And we're going on. <laughs> Her and her son going to die together. Uh, me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Evidently, she done talked it over and had it all figured out. Boy, probably know it too. We're going to eat one more time together, son. That's all of it. Elijah said unto her, Fear not. That's our greatest problem sometimes. We're scared. You figure you fix take down with the mumps? You afraid you fix and take the flu? You know, I'm for that kind of like I'm for that hyperactive child they're talking about nowadays. Feeling gobs of money to give himself so they can't hardly sleep at night or can't hardly wake up one. Take them to people, pay them $35 an hour, figure out what's wrong. Little old child just jump straight up and down, run around the house fast. It can go sit out and run the dog. You can't get it set still at the dinner table, nothing else. I was hyperactive like that, but daddy made me low practice. I tell you what, a lot of time I think we'll listen to the Bible. Elijah said, pure enough. What do you mean don't fear? We're up against it. We're about to start today. It's time to get scared. But he said, fear not. Don't get shook up about it. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm fixing to catch a pneumonia. How about I don't believe I'm going to catch it? The whole community's got it. I'm afraid I'll get it. How about I, the whole community's got it. I don't think I'm going to get it. Fear not. Eli, I'm going to talk about this woman and her boy, and I may not have time to talk about all of them. It may take three nights on it. How you and your boys get along? Right, me and the boys are going to eat and die. You're not going to do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after that make for thee and for thy son. He had caught it. If he was alive now amongst our churches, full of such churches as this, he'd catch it. 
telling that widow woman to give him the last cake she had while that poor hungry outfit, he, I mean, he'd have been criticized like that now. You ought to thought of somebody else besides himself. He was. You don't understand what God's wanting to do and how he's going to do it or how he wants to do it. It's beyond human comprehension. We just must be spiritual, that's all, or we'll never understand what God's trying to do. Make me a cake first and bring it. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Hallelujah, I like it. <laughs> Woo, I can't help that. Uh, you may not be getting a bit of help in the world, and I love you, but I'm going to tell you what, when you do get help, take it. Great God have mercy. Preacher had a bad heart attack there a while back up in, in Indiana. And you know, uh, two or three days later, I was praying for him. The Lord come to me. Said he's going to be all right. Call him and tell him. Well, I did. Rung the phone. His wife answered. I said, Brother So, your husband, Brother So, over there. Yes, said he's having another heart attack right now, Brother Moore. Well, I just know what I know, and I can't help it. And I just stay with it when I think I know it. I said, can he talk? said, yes. And I said, brother, the Lord's dealt with me to call you and tell you you're going to be all right. I didn't know it wasn't as easy to say as I thought it would be, my brother. I didn't know he was going to be having a heart attack when I called him. But Brother Barnett was. And you know... He come out of that and come over Bristol a year or two later and was praying for a bunch of sick folks. He was back in line about five or six people. The Lord spoke to me. I had a vision. You ever have one? You ought to have one. It's good for you. I saw him preaching years later. I saw him preaching years later. I saw him preaching. I said, Brother uh, Charles, ain't no use uh, praying, praying for. I saw you preaching years later just now. He said, I'll get out of the line. Ain't no use being prayed for. Well, he preached good at Richland the other day. It's been about seven years since I've seen him do that. I'm not saying that because I'm anybody come. I'm somebody going. That's what I am. An eternity-bound soul for the grave and the judgment. But I won't say one thing to you. God does deal with us if we let him. And Elijah said, Thus saith the Lord, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall a cruise of oil fail until the day the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And day after day, and, and historians say, A year! went by. Yeah. Now the little boy said, Mama, are we going to have anything to eat today? He said, Yes, we've got another batch of them good muffins made up, son, and yeah, we've got plenty left. Well, the barrel wasn't full. It didn't have to be full. You know, some folks can't run if they ain't full. They can't go if they ain't got new tars, a new car, and a pocket full of money. You don't have to have all that to go. Do you, Gary? Every morning, she reached down in there, pulled out another batch, and it lasted until one day, walked out in the yard and it went rain. Uh-oh. Do you know what that man of God said? I want to talk to you about her and her boy just a little bit here. Well, they ate and ate and ate out of it, but one day the boy got sick. And he is so sick, there wasn't no breath left in him. I thought he died, and I think I can say here, but the gospel, he did die. She said to Elijah, what have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? He said to her, give me thy son. He took him, him out of her bosom, carried him up into the loft, where he both laid him upon his own bed. Now, he can work that sin over right here, but he's a man of God. Oh, God. Don't leave things long God didn't call you to fool with. Yeah. 
I don't sound mean now. You evangelists that sure God love you. You better leave something long. Some of them churches are worse than wildcats. You wish you left alone. Time to get through scratching you. You wish you let the pastor handle that. <laughs> You'll be glad when that meet just about over. Say, take a good pastor. I'll pray for you every day. <laughs> what a man of God. I don't know what is an illegitimate child or not. I don't know what was behind this. I don't know what she meant. Or you call, I come to call my sin to remember. Didn't say a word about her sin. That's giving you, boy. I ain't no man of God wants to trump on anybody because they've done wrong. But there's a song that says God's going to get you for that. And if you do wrong, somewhere he'll get you for it. Wasn't time to say nothing now. Give me your boy. Took him up in the loft, laid him down on the bed, and cried unto the Lord, and said, Why have you brought this evil upon this widow with whom I sojourned for slaying her son? He stretched himself upon the child three times. Did you ever hear that tried to meet I never hear the like shenanigans going on now. Woman right. down home in church, fellow wrote her and said, Send me ten dollars and a building altar. I'll put a pebble in it for you. I said, pour him an answer back and tell him that the ten dollars is needed on the light bill at the local church. But go ahead and put a pebble in there for you anyhow. You're going to give the ten dollars to the home church. She did and he didn't. <laughs> I just feel excited. I believe the same God that heard Elijah here is still alive. I confess to you, I think he's well and healthy tonight. That's just, I've heard them try everything. But this wouldn't just go over like a lead balloon. Anywhere. Elijah stretched himself upon that little boy's body. Three times he did it. Three times he stretched himself on And oh Lord my God, I pray thee let this child's soul come into me. I thought it's dead. I, I thought that means let his soul come in. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. Don't he hear everything? Yes. Yes. But he listened for certain sounds. Yeah. You hear a lot of things, don't you? Huh? But you listen for certain sounds. Yeah, cars running on the highway, horns blowing somewhere, big noise going on somewhere. But you listen for a certain sound. Was that John's voice? I'm listening to see if that's my boy playing out there in that group of children. I want to know if he's out there, see if I can hear him. You're picking out sounds. That's the way the Lord is about his children. See, he heard of all the voices in the world. He heard Elijah. And the Lord heard him. And the child's uh, soul come into him again. He revived. Elijah took the child, brought him down out of the chamber in the house, delivered him unto his mother. And, and, and Elijah said, See, thy son never even conversed to her about her sin. It touched her heart. And that little boy grew up. And I've always preached a few things that are not in the Bible. And Mama told him different times, Son, you're to starve to death. Had been if that man of God is out the gate of town like that. You died, son, and that preacher man prayed to the Lord God Almighty, and he'd give you back your life. He told that around. Let's go with another one. Let's go a little further. Well, I told you now uh, that the rain started, and when the rain come, uh, uh, the meal quit, and the oil quit. Amen. You can't live on God's handouts all the time. Sometimes you got to be in your back and get with it and plant your garden, plant your crops, harvest it. God will bless you to do it. You can't always just reach in the world and get it. Hello, there, son. I never even know just back there. <laughs> God love you. 
I've heard better preaching. Fourth chapter of, of, of the book of Second Kings. We're talking about three women and four boys tonight. You know, I had a strange experience today. I just felt like there'd be some mothers here with their sons tonight. We preach about everything preachers do that's in the Bible if they got called. But I want to talk about these mothers and their boys. All right. My mother's gone. I wish she's here. I wish she's here. But she's not. Here's a mother in the fourth chapter of Second Kings. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried to Elijah. Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditors come to take my two sons to be bondmen. You stood it in your stake, your plow, and your cow, your furniture, your car, but they would take your children. All right, Of course, human family's been bad at making slaves out of people and servants out of them. They've done it for ages, but they would take your children. And this poor woman, bless her heart, glory to God, I've never been in such a shape. I've never had such a trial. I've never been very close to such a trial. I've been short a lot of time. But I mean, God has always helped me. But this little woman, it was, it was the end of the road. She cried and said, Elisha, the creditors come to get my boys. Ooh, have mercy, have mercy. Elisha said to her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me what hast thou in the house? She said, thine handmaid had not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Did y'all ever hear this before? Oh, she's got some pot of oil. Great God, have mercy. Ooh, don't take much. Put it in the hands of God. Pot of oil, it's all of God. Well, she said, he says, hey, what to do? Go buy thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Don't bring nothing full in here. We can't fill a, a full thing up. Right. Just get your bunch of empty vessels and bring them. And I'm going to tell you one thing. I can see two boys hot-footing it out the door. Yeah. It's our only hope. Yeah. Do what the man said. It's our only hope. Do what the man said. Right. I'm not trying to be smart. But I'm going to tell you one thing. If folks would be willing to do what the man of God tells them sometime, it'd be out of their problem. Amen. Ain't even willing to walk across the aisle and ask forgiveness. Ain't even willing to get on the phone, Earl Holcomb, and ask forgiveness. They just do what the preacher said. Amen. Have the victory. Amen. Go get the pots, boys. I can see that boy hot putting it one way and the other and going the other way. Could you lower us a jug? Would you please let us have a jug? Mama wants to boy poor thing ain't got nothing the loan of two may never see it again but they loaned it run her back up there and sit down oh God help me I want to preach about these mothers and their boys you got a burden for yours mama God love you you don't just ask prayer for him and you don't pray do you you ain't like that church I was in don't forget my request and they didn't even kneel and pray about it they wanted me to Ooh, it's quiet enough in here, ain't it? You couldn't hear, hear a pin drop. <laughs> God love you, I like it. Here, bring the pot of oil. They poured out, and he said, uh, uh, pour it out, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Now, I don't think the gospel's wasted on anything myself. Look like anybody would have sense enough to move a full vessel and fill another up. But I think I've been where they didn't have it. 
fill it up, and when it gets full, move it over and fill up another. Yeah. I think I've met some folks ain't never tried to fill nobody, nothing else up in 30 years. Get one vessel full, move it over, and pour in another. And, and, and she shut the door upon her and her sons and brought out all the vessels and poured it came to fast and the vessels were full. She said to her son, bring me yet another vessel. He said to her, there's not a, a vessel anymore. And all stayed. Don't the Lord do things just right? Amen. Don't he work just right? Amen. Knows just exactly how much you need. Amen. Just what it'll take. Just how to do it. It's marvelous that the Lord is able to handle those things. And, and, and after she filled them all up, the oil stayed, and the preacher said, Now tell you what you do. Go and sell that oil. Bring me half of it. No. No. Pay thy debt. Live thou and thy children of the rest. And the old preacher man left. The old preacher man left. And Mama sat down to many at night. Boys, don't forget why we have something to eat tonight. Don't forget why we have a roof over our heads tonight. It's because of God and no one else. Old boys told that story till they was grown men. And on after they was grown, they told about Mama and, and the call she made that day. Mama cried the pitiful cry. I prayed for a sick, sick boy. While back here's a big old boy. He is bad, bad sick. He is bad, bad sick. And we was praying for him. I heard a sound behind me like something caught in a trap. Sound like an animal in a trap. I thought, where in the world is that sound coming from? I never heard no sound like that. I glanced around. It was coming from that mother. Her bowels yearned for her sick boy. God heard it. And the Lord healed that boy. God healed that child. God healed that child. That mama cried out for her boys. When that preacher man got where he could hear it, she cried out, Oh, thou man of God, you know my husband feared the Lord. You know, Mother, the Lord will hear prayer after you go. I went into Virginia and Vince Wilson's bad, bad sick. And I went to his bedside. They said, he'll not know you, L.D. He said, he won't know you. And uh, I said, maybe, well, I went to his bedside. I said, Brother Vince, do you know who's talking? Sure, I know who's talking. Says L.D. Moore. Said, we've been many a good meeting together. How you doing, son? He talked to me. His, his daughter said he wouldn't know me. His son-in-law said he wouldn't know me. He didn't talk his language or something. Talked to him a while about the Lord, and he had a girl over in that mountains that uh, uh, her mother's bad to the time he was, wasn't able to stay in to live in a little house right upside the mountain, had to carry coal on your back up to the house, and that's sitting right up there, and that's where the cow fell out of the pasture and broke her neck, right there close to his house. It's steep country, and his girl wasn't quite bright. She couldn't communicate with you hardly way up in yours, but she couldn't communicate and couldn't hardly get along hardly at all, just not able to even take care of herself hardly. Vince passed away, and after he went away, I, I, saw, him, I saw him in a dream. I saw, his, I saw his body laying in the casket. And somebody said to me, Vince is dead. Yes, but I said, don't you hear him talking? I could hear him just as plain. I could hear Vince Wilson talking. Yeah, they said, but here's his body, Brother Moore. I said, I see it, but don't you hear him? They said, yes, we do. We hear him. Well, I, I'm not a great singer, but that's the reason I want to sing about it. I saw Vince Wilson in a dream last night. 
They said he was dead, but he sounded all right. He's a having a time. He's a having a time. He's a having a time. He's having a time. Walking and talking in the glory land, singing and shouting and shaking the hand. He's a having a time. He's a having a time. He's a having a time. He's having a time. He went away. We buried him. They left me in charge of that funeral that day to make preparation for him at the Rich Lands Tabernacle. I had a big old sign made about that heap and about 25 foot long honoring Vince Wilson. We, we had a many, many speakers at Vince's funeral. A few days, a few weeks. No, 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 no. It was quite a while after that. I was back in them mountains. I took some friends by so on shore where Vince used to live. Drove up where he used to live. I said, who's that coming down the hill? Who is that? That was his daughter with her hair combed good and a nice clean dress on. She come up and said, Brother Moore, you don't know me, do you? I said, are you Vince Wilson's daughter? She said, that's who I am. I said, how you make it? I said, I'm making it just fine, Brother Moore. I could tell that God had given her more than she had. I said, he has answered her prayer. God has answered Vince's prayer. And him gone, he's taking care of his daughter for him. Boys, remember that man of God that I cried to and what he told us to do. Never was heard of before and there's never been any more come out of that vessel. But God fixed it for us because we've done what he said. I don't know. I just felt like talking to you all about these three women and these four boys tonight. Are you in trouble? Most people are. I never seen the light. I never seen the light. Hope you'll not think I'm silly. I'm not. Last year I was in a meeting in a state, and as a woman brought her and her husband brought a little baby boy, and they said, "Brother Moore, he's in trouble. Said he's sick. He won't get well. We trying everything. Said he's not going to get no better. Well, I'm no fortune teller. I, I don't even have that ESP, whatever that is." But while I was praying for him, the Lord come to me. And I, I said, I know, Ralph. And I said, <laughs> eternal perception is what I should have said. <laughs> I prayed for it and the Lord dealt with me. <laughs> I said, glory to God, I said, he's going to get well. He said, you don't mean it, Brother Moore. I said, I do mean it. God is going to heal it. Well, Brother Moore, anybody can say that, yeah. But you've got to go back and face that. The Lord didn't tell you that. You fix it, get into it. He fixed it, give you something. <laughs> Went back this year. That big old six foot two boy, that big old mother come up, had that big old healthy baby, big fat thing. She said, here it is, you take it. Said, we can't hardly have church for him. He's always kicking and laughing. And he just loves people better than anything else. He'll go to anybody. But every time I'd go by, he'd laugh and throw them hands up. You can get help for your boys. Yeah, you can. You can get help for them. God, you can get help for them. Elijah, and Elijah was two of the greatest preachers ever read after. Elijah, you stopped this Shunammite's house. She saw he was a man of God every time he stopped. She said something about him to her husband. said, he's a man of God. You know how you can tell a man of God? Because he's a man of God. He don't act like everybody else does. He ain't dangerous to be around. Ain't no use worrying about him giving you a whooping. He ain't going to do it. Amen. Won't steal a thing you've got. No, sir. Amen. She said, what let's do. 
I, oh, I love them kind of places. I just love them. It don't take a Waldorf Astoria for L.D. Moore. Glory to God. <laughs> you think you're going to get me down and out because you ain't got the best? Don't worry about it. It won't have no effect. You don't have to have a jar of sweet pickles, do you? And a little cornbread and buttermilk, something like that, do you? Green onion tops, I have lived on green onion tops and blanket milk, hell meeting. You make it on it. Hallelujah. You know what? They made him a little room, and she said, I put a table, a bed, a chair, and a candlestick in there so he can light and see what he's doing. He'd go by there and say to Gehazi, let's turn in here and house up for these folks. They eat bread there. Don't you have homemade bread? I like sourdough bread. I love it. And turn in there, and Elijah said, let's turn in. One day his Lord on his bread rested. Ralph, he said to Gehazi, you know, some folks don't understand, they ain't supposed to do it all. The reason he had Gehazi there was to do what Elisha done when he had Elijah there. Ah. And some jobs that the servant is supposed to do. Gehazi said, come here. He said, what can we do for her? He said, go call her. He could have one called her, but it wasn't his job to go call her. Amen. Gehazi's job. They don't tell what I'll preach on on these, these three these three women and these boys here. But three and four staff made it. Well, all right. That's what I'm going to preach on these three men and four boys. But Gehazi, you go get her. So he went and said, come in, Elijah, I want to talk to you. And he said, would you like me to speak to the king for you? You know there was a day when the king talked about a lot of things, done a lot of things, had a lot of fellows on there, a lot of chief captains and all that stuff. But I'm going to tell you one thing. When the man of God walked up, said, who's that out there? I said, that's the prophet of God. I said, open the door, let him in. You boys go out of here. They listened to the man of God. You know, we got a long ways from that in America. Preacher don't have no sense, you know. They don't know nothing. We're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. What folks need to do is go to college and be willing to learn something when they get out. All the knowledge we've got, more dope heads, more world trouble than ever had in the history of the world, something's wrong somewhere. We need a prophet at the gate. We need a man of God at the gate. Man has heard from the Lord at the gate. What the Lord say about it? You want me to talk to the king for you? Or the captain of the host? No, no. I dwell in my own land among my own people. I'm satisfied here. She left out and Gehazi said, what, what can we do for her? I should said to Gehazi, what can you do? Gehazi said, no, they ain't got no little children running around. Well, call her back in here. According to the time of life, about this time, next year, you'll bring forth a child. Nay, do not lie to thy handmaid. Oh, that's a dangerous thing to say to a good man of God. Don't lie to me. Well, he wasn't in the habit of it. But he's a good man of God, and he never got mad at her. About a year later, they was blessed with a bouncing baby boy. And Papa looked at Mama and said, ain't that wonderful? Let me bounce him a little. Did you know R.J. Roberts? You know him, didn't you? Was it 16 ahead or 15? 16 or 15? 16 altogether. I went to eat with him when the last baby was born. And he said, son, you'll think I've inherited the earth. They had so many children at the table. Nobody else, no visitors. Just family. I believe it's all a bunch of people I've seen to eat nearly and didn't have no company. <laughs> they couldn't have no company. <laughs> Any of the Robert's children in here? Raise your hand up. I love you. God bless you. I appreciate you. But you know what I mean. Well, the last baby was just a baby. 
And when that baby went to cry, he doodled a little while, mama doodled a little while, and the oldest girl said, give me that child. So what is it wrong? Well, it's wrong with this baby. Hey, Pastor, everybody in the house that I won't say, let me hold it a little, will you? Let me try. It's kind of like the church, you know. I suppose it's been as long since the mountain new. Uh, it just takes, it does away church trouble nearly if you get a few new ones. You get a few babies born in the church. Spiritual babies. Amen. You don't want to pass it. Be careful what you, what you do and say there. Don't upset it. God bless you. Just get carried away with it. I did myself. They bounced that baby. Mama carried that baby. Daddy carried that baby. And the boy finally got old enough to go out to the field with his daddy. He got out there in the field and he grabbed his head and said, My head, my head. He was pretty big, but he wasn't too big. But what? He just sat on Mama's knee. But he's a pretty big little toddler. And brought him back in the house. She set him on her knees and sung about he grew God had got the world in his hand. He grew God had got the world in it. Always had called him down. He grew God had got the world in his hand. He got the whole wide world in his hand. Didn't help a bit. Kept getting worse. Died. Called the undertaker. Called all the friends in. Said my baby's dead. Tell all the neighbors he's dead. Call the undertaker. Get the embalmer. Shut the bar call down. Let the mourners come out in the street. Everything's gone. Great God ain't nobody ever heard from God. But what you done different than anybody else done. You just don't do it like the rest if you get God's answer. You just don't. She went into that little room that preacher stayed in. Didn't even tell her husband. Laid that baby on the preacher's bed. Said to her husband, sound that out. Get some people to go with me. I'm going to the man of God. That ain't the new moon of the Sabbath. It's not time to have a special meeting. It's not the usual time that you go. Find you're going, it'll be well. They go. Step to the driver. Go and slap not your driving. Go fast. I want to get there. I'm talking about three women and four boys tonight. What's it worth to you? Telling me every day. They're calling me on the phone. Brother, I'm going to work on my boy. Help my boy. We had one this altar last night. It's the worst shape any boy I know of in this country. Right there. He can't help him because he ain't got everything he needs up there. But he just needs help. We've messed with it so long we don't know what to do to help him hardly. But he still needs help. Still needs help. Oh, great God. She ran to him. Before she got there, Elisha was a man that is always on the lookout. Up there on Carmel looking around, he said, Here comes that Shunammite woman. Go and meet her, Gehazi. Find out if everything's well. That's Gehazi's job. Wasn't his job straightened out? It's just his job to find out about it. I ain't going to preach about deacons, elders, trustees, or nothing tonight. Just going to preach about these three women and the four children. <laughs> you go, Gehazi, and get out there and find out. He got out there and said, is it well with thee? It's well. Is it well with the husband? Yes, it's well with the child. It's well, she said. And right on by him she went. Got up there to Elisha, grabbed him by his feet. Well, Gehazi's well trained. He come forward to thrust her away. Well, I have no woman to hold him to the preacher's feet like this. He said, 
Leave her alone, Gehazi. Said the Lord's hid this thing from me. There's something here that I don't know anything about. It's good to be willing when you don't know, say so. <laughs> she said, Did I not say unto thee, Do not deceive me? Did I desire a son of my Lord? Now it looked like to me in the 28th verse, she was a little peeved at it. It looked like she was a little angry at the preacher man, a little angry at the prophet of God, a little angry at the man of God. He never said nothing contrary to her. No, never said nothing contrary to her. Gehazi, he said, take my staff, gird up your loins, get ready to move. And don't you salute nobody on the way. You go where that boy's at and lay that staff on him. You know when they saluted him back there, they done it like they did when I was a boy pulling bowls. Go to town the wagon. Meet somebody else in the wagon, stop, and the horse is talking, 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 trying to eat over the fence, children playing, playing the sand in the back of the, behind the wagon for 30 minutes, talking about cotton and corn and all the neighbors and how everything was. In those days, and the Orient, when you met a man and you said hello, you said more than hello to him. I mean, you ask him from what country he comes from or what part of the country he's from or where he's going, you ask him a darn question, he asked you. That was just common, everybody done it. Don't salute nobody. Don't speak to nobody. You've got business to do. Just preached about three women and four boys tonight. Got up there, laid the staff on that child, never made a move. Got back to last and said the only thing to do is call them bombers. Didn't shake him, did he? Said, I'll go myself. I'll go myself. He went down there where the child was. He went in, called everybody in the country to get in there with him. Just because they said he believed in God, he didn't want to offend that out. Let them all anoint it. Let them all in on it. I went to pray for people I know the Lord healed. But just because Brother So-and-so hadn't got there yet, we don't want to offend him. He gets here. Let him anoint him and pray for him. I'm going to lose your healing over that. If God's already healed you, tell him he's healed you. There ain't no use having nobody else anoint you for that. If God's done granted an answer to that, you're going to fend yourself and God too over it. Down at Ben Shaw's this last camp meeting, as an old boy a year before down there, told you about his wife fasted and prayed for a solid week. Him on a big party all during the last camp meeting. And he wouldn't get saved. But you know what? He got saved about a month later, and he's up on a pole down there, and electricity hit him working on a high-powered line, went into his arm, went down that arm, inside, come out of his side, and grounded into the pole. We run in the house to pray God above us. My knees hit the floor like it did at your house, Earl Holcomb, when your girl had the polio. My knees hit the floor, and the Lord said, I'll take care of him. I've already seen it, and I'll take care of him. I didn't tell nobody. I just jumped up and went back outside. You see, I've always felt like it was an offense to me and an offense to God. They keep on praying. If I know God it answered, whether you knew it or not. I happened at that brother's house right there when his child was bad. I went to pray, and the Lord spoke said, I've already heard the prayer, and I've already granted healing. I got up off there. I said, ain't no use praying about this, brother. This has happened. The Lord's done heard you. He's done heard you. How did it do you? Elijah went in. He didn't invite everybody in the neighborhood in. Great God. Whew. Who would have thought I'd have preached about all this? That wasn't what I was going to say, but I'm saying it. Well, he... Shut the door up on him and the child and prayed unto the Lord. I don't know what it said. I don't know what it said. But I just pretty feel like it said, I know you're there. 
You've always worked and you always will. You're God Almighty and you can take care of it for us. Somehow I just feel like he still does and still will. I know we're in a bad time, children, but your children's alive, aren't they? Your boys is with us, ain't they? What are we going to offer them? What are we going to do with them? Just tell them at the end time ain't nothing can be done. We've got to do more than that. Do more than that. Hallelujah. He went in and lay upon the child. You read about anybody else who did that? I kind of think what Elijah done rubbed off on Elisha. He laid upon that child, put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, hands upon his hands, stretched himself upon the child, flesh of the child waxed warm, flesh of dead folks stone. But God's working here. And he returned and walked to and fro in the house. And that's a good thing a lot of times. Stay with it. Hallelujah. God have mercy. Do like that old boy did up here in northern Oklahoma. They prayed and prayed for his brother. He went out in the front yard to pray and got out there by the front yard gate and stomped the ground like a pawing horse and slapped the top of that pole in his hand and called on God. An old man and his brother was an old man and he prayed and stomped the ground and prayed to God and called on God till the power of God come upon him. He run down that little old trail to the house and in the door and in the bedroom and said to his own brother, get out in the name of the Lord. God's healed. And he got up healed. That'd be all right to work, wouldn't it? Wife's born, and he walked to and fro in the house. Leave him alone. Don't fool with him. Leave that man alone. Leave that man of God alone. Let him do a little that walking to and fro. Maybe he'll get an answer from God. Walked to and fro, and went up and stretched himself on the child again, and the child sneezed seven times. Three women and four boys, and the child sneezing seven times. Most beautiful sneezing that you ever heard. Mama heard it. Said, that ain't Elisha sneezing. That's that baby sneezing. Couldn't hardly wait to get her hands on it one time yet, so. Same time yet. God ain't through with him yet. Called Gehazi. Child sneezed seven times and opened his eyes looked around. Poor Connor, are you back there? Yeah, he's there. That's him sitting there. That reminds me of Ruthie when she got sick over at your house years and years ago. Been about three days. She hadn't eaten nothing. We turned it on, didn't we? She was sick. I talked to her the other night. She looks pretty good now. Big old girl's getting fat. No, ever since she was just a child, he used to be my deacon. You remember that time up on the hill? You and Sister Crowley there, we prayed so. My, we prayed, didn't we? Didn't get no for her for a while. So don't you take offense to me, but I heard you on the other side the second round we had at it. I heard you say, oh, God, I'll get to testify more in the church. You're raised up. I'll get back to doing better in the house of God than I've done. You said, I'll pull in closer than I have been, Lord, if you'll have mercy. On the strength of that, she got healed. Got healed immediately. Yes, sir, right there. She said, get me something to eat. Whew! Right. Woo, I have an ocean to run. Well, come on. I don't start running. I, I run like a deer that last meeting. <laughs> house of mercy, it's good for what ails you. Well, God. Died before your time. You ever shout anymore, son? I believe in it, don't you? Great God, I've shouted a circle in the moonlight by myself, ain't you? I remember the time Terry swallowed that button. Why does children like to eat eyes off of dolls? Ain't our children strange? 
I wonder some of us is the strength. Big old lie that big around on some big old dog we had and Terry's a, a, a boy, but he too died off that dog tried to fart. Big old child, you know, tried to fart it, son. God, let them boys, they like to hear me. Got stuck in his throat. Hung the finger down there to get it out. I crammed her down for that. Blood running out there. Losing his breath. Face a train. But no time to call nobody but God. Ooh, he turned it on. I mean, we skipped all the preliminary. Yeah. Brother Duke, we didn't go through no preliminaries. We've turned prior home. Great God have mercy. See Walker, come on to me. Grab that boy in the name of the Lord and the power of God come upon me and I never shook it out of him. It flew out of him. It just flew out clear across the room. I carried it in the cubby hole of pickup for a long while. The blood danced around the inside that doll. That doll's uh, uh, pupil had made it in there. Well, I just want to say God is still alive. And, and he called Gehazi and said, Now call this Shunammite. So he called her. When she came in unto him, he said, Take up your son. Yeah. He didn't say on yonder thing you you hadn't all said them crank things to me up down for the mountain like you did. <laughs> no charge. Pick your boy up. She went in, fell at his feet, bowed her chest to the ground, took up her son and went out. God had come on the scene and worked the one. I don't know why. It's not great. I know that. I don't have to. You know, I'm just so fixed with the Lord till I just appreciate great compliments and all that. But I've just got my mind made up. And I'm homeward bound. I'm going to take it like he gives it. And be glad to get in when I get there. If you've got a boy in here tonight, Bring him on down. Give God a chance at him. Give God a chance at him. Mother told me in my last camp meeting, she said, Preacher Moore, before you leave, when you leave out, will you go by the supermarket where he works? Big old strapping 18-year-old. Looks like a, I mean, a boxer. I mean, he is built. Would you go by? He likes you, and he wants you to, come by as you leave out had to wax the floor in the store on Sunday out of the ordinary and everybody had to work on Sunday but he made me promise you'd come by before you leave the country I drove up through them pines and got up there and made him two blocks from the store mama wanted me to talk to her boy praying he's praying but he's looking around he's looking around they call it peer pressure I've been talking to my grandson about it. I said, look here, boy. God can give you a backbone like a crowbar, like a saw log, ribs like sleepers on the church house floor. You don't have to worry about peer pressure. Get God pressure on you, boy. Get God pressure on you. You walk on past that peer pressure. It won't have no effect on you. Amen. You can do it, son. Met that boy coming out of there. Rich in his pocket, wanted to talk to me. Put, I believe, $16 in my hand. Hard-working boy. I said, son, I can't take it. I can't take your money, boy. 
I said, you don't have to give L.D. nothing. You need that young man to make your car payment with. You're working first job. He said, I can make more money. I can make more money. He wanted me to have that. How about the boys? How about the girls? I feel like we ought to take a lesson from the Bible tonight from these three mothers, what they did with their boys. Put them in the presence of the men of God. You know a crook somewhere, Mama? Keep him away from them. Keep him away from them. Put him where a man of God's at. Oh, never say nothing against him. Never breathe a word against a man of God to your boy. Don't do it. There's a boy come up to me last night here about 14 years old. He loves me like he loves his hand nearly. He said, I go to sleep at night. He done told me that. Listen to your tape, Brother Moore. One of my fans. I got nine that I know of. Ought to start a fan club, hadn't I? I hope nobody lets a mean enough spirit get a hold of them to try to make that boy think there ain't nothing to me. He thinks I'm about it. You know why? It's the gospel I preached. Amen. How about your boys tonight? They ain't growing up sitting around thinking they ain't no God nowhere, are they? They're not growing up sitting around criticizing.